Thanks, Jono. Well, we are, um, we are partway with the, at the very beginning, well, towards the beginning of our uh, series that we're doing at the moment. Uh, so we're going to be spending seven weeks on what, who, why, why do we do this thing called church? Uh, we come along often, uh, for some of us, some of us might be here your first time, might, we might be occasionally here, but we come to this thing, oh, what are we actually doing here? Uh, and so we're spending a bit of time over the next couple of weeks thinking about what the Bible says about what church is and why we do this, who we are, uh, and how we can best do this. Uh, and so for today, for our Bible reading, we're going to be looking at uh, only two verses, but uh, these are uh, two verses that have been quite uh, significant for me uh, over the past few years in terms of understanding church. Understanding what actually is a church, what's the role of the church. Uh, it's from 1 Peter, chapter 2, uh, it's verses 9 and 10. We're going to be looking at it this week. I'll do kind of more some broad brushstrokes. And we're going to actually spend next week looking at these two verses as well. Uh, there's heaps in this and I want to spend a good amount of time on this because I think this has some really important keys to unlocking who we are that make a significant difference. Let me read it to us. Uh, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvellous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Uh, I'm going to ask you to do something which might be a little bit uncomfortable, uh, and so I want you to bear with me if it is for you. Uh, I want you to talk to the people around you, and I have one question for you to ask them. Uh, the question is, why did you come to church today? Why? <laughs> Talking to the people around you, but uh, that's, that's a good honesty. Thank you, Kerry. Uh, it's a good start. So talk to the people around you. What, why, why are you here? Why did you come today? How about you guys? <coughs> why are you at church today? Hey, easy. Uh, why are you at church today? What game is that? Good. Tears of the Kingdom. Have you got Tears of the Kingdom yet, Elias? On Friday. Have you played it much? Well, I'm, I'm glad that you're here so that you're not just at home playing Tears of the Kingdom. Nice. Yep. Laura. All right. Anyone willing to maybe share some of the reasons why they are here this morning? I had from the front that some people had got uh, a new video game this week and they've been spending a lot of the weekend just on the video game, so coming to church is a, is a welcome break from screen time. 
I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> uh, any, other, any other thoughts of why are people here today? Nice, God words and yeah, absolutely. Good answer, AJ. Michael. All right, okay, so you're coming here to find out. Okay, good. Love that, that's good. Uh, people like Kerry are here because someone else has dragged them. That's, <laughs> but we're still glad that they're here. That's still lovely that you're here. You're very welcome, Kerry. <laughs> Come here for the... Yeah, we're a community. Yeah, nice. These are some excellent thoughts. Oh. It's what you do. Yep. It's a Sunday morning. It's what we do on a Sunday. Yep. Uh, if it was church on Saturday, then you'd go on a Saturday. Okay, excellent. Lovely. That's a good answer. Correct. Um, uh, there's, there's an author who I've read a bit of. He's, I think he's one of my... Um, he's on the screen here. Uh, his name's James K.A. Smith. Uh, and he's written a few books. And I think he's one of my brother's favourite authors, and I know that he's one of my brother's favourite authors because every Christmas or birthday, he gifts me one of K.A. Uh, Smith's books. So I have this book, uh, and I've read, I think, the first chapter or two, um, and I have, I have another of his books that I think I've read about half of. Uh, it's very good. got some very insightful things to say. I think it almost says something about me than necessarily his books in terms of how far I've got through them. Uh, but he had this one thing he said. He's a lecturer uh, in a Bible college in the States. Uh, and he said this thing, which I think is actually quite profound. He said, people come to church and have no clue why. They sing a few songs, listen to a sermon, and go back to their lives without any change. The problem is that they have no understanding as to why they are doing what they are doing. I wonder if we sometimes feel that. We come along, we sing some songs. Uh, Swanee gets up there and speaks for a little bit and we kind of tune in for the interesting bits. Uh, and then we go out and we have some coffee or we hang out with each other and we chat for a bit and catch up on life. And then we go back to our lives. It can be a bit like that. Uh, and that's why, one of the reasons why I think it's important for us to actually stop and think, what are we doing? And why are we doing it? And to help us understand this, I have a bit of a, a visual analogy for us this morning. Uh, I want us to imagine that we are going to a party. So I'm ready. <laughs> yep, you might be able to choose one of these parties. So I've got three different party options under these tablecloths. So I'm going to show you these uh, three options, and then I want you, I'm going to get you to stand up after I've shown them to you, I want you to vote by standing up which one of these parties appeals to you. Which one do you think is like, that's your kind of party? All right, so the first party we have, it's a movie night with popcorn. And of course, got some of our family favourite movies. The first movie my kids ever saw at the cinema was Shaun the Sheep, the movie, a classic. 
Uh, we, of course, have the, the, the quasi-Christian Chronicles of Narnia, always good for a youth group night. Uh, or we have the greatest movie ever made. That's the, that's the greatest Christmas movie. Uh, it is The Princess Bride. I will have no arguments about that that's the greatest movie. Uh, my favourite movie of all time, The Princess Bride. Uh, so, you've got this, the, the uh, movie night. You might even have some pizza with the popcorn. Pizza and movie night, they kind of go together. That's the first party. That might be your sort of party. Darren, does that appeal to you? You're waiting to see the rest of you. All right. Uh, the next party is a bowling party. Put your hand if you've ever been to a bowling party. I used to love bowling parties. And I, was all, I never had one. And I was always envious of the people who had bowling parties because one thing you got if you had a bowling party is you got to take one of the 10-pin bowling pins home. And so people used to have like these 10-pin bowling pins in their homes. They're like, oh, they've had a bowling party. Um, it's only as an adult that I go... What do you do with a tin pin? <laughs> uh, you have it as a reminder of the awesome party you had when you went to a bowling party. Darren, is that? Yeah, better than the movies. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you had 10 years in a row, you could start your own alley. You're right. Um, uh, as you can see, I don't have one. Uh, I, I even... <laughs> Laura went bowling with Micah this week and I asked if she could maybe check to see if they just give them away. They don't. Um, that's the second option. The third option is a pool party. Woo! Uh, it might not be the best weather, Darren, uh, for a pool party this time of year. It's not bad today, though. It's actually quite nice. But yeah, so we've got some pool toys here. So I'm having some fun with some mates around the pool. It's always a classic Australian uh, birthday party option. So here are three options. We've got like pizza movies, we've got the bowling party where you get like the room where you have like the party food, or you've got the uh, pool party. Uh, possibly normally like with a barbecue or something like that. So here are your three options. So you've got three options. I want you to stand up if your preferred party, what you would like to go to for yourself, is a pizza and movie party. Stand up, please. You got me with pizza. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you very much. All right, see, who would like the bowling party? Yes, nice. Thank you, yes. All right, and the last one, the pool party. Who's a big fan of the pool party? Yeah, nice. All right, grab a seat, because I'm going to make this a little bit more complicated for us. It's nice to hear what your preferences are, uh, but I'm going to add a layer to this. All right, so now the pool party, you, you are now being invited to all three of these parties. But they clash. They are all on at the same time. You can only go to one of these parties. So let me add an element to this. The person who's having the pool party, is there a friend from like your sporting team or a colleague from work? 
you kind of, you know them and you see them about once a week, but it's not like you hang out heaps apart from the thing that you do together. And they've invited the whole sports team or all the group of colleagues along to this party. So you're kind of, you're kind of part of a bulk invite. You're kind of on the list because everybody's on the list. So that's your first option, is you've got the pool party. So all those people who stood up know that that's whose party is that one is hosting it. Uh, the bowling party, the bowling party is somebody who kind of, you don't really get on particularly well with. They actually sometimes almost kind of some of the behavior towards you is almost a little bit like bullying. And you're really not sure why you've been invited to this, to this bowling party. You don't really understand why this person would have included you, but they have, and they've sent you an invite. And so you're like, well, they have invited me to the party. Maybe there's an opportunity to get to know this person better who I haven't really connected well with and I'm not sure I'm going to, but, but maybe there's an opportunity here. The third party, the third party is your best friend's party. Your best friend is having a movie night and they've been chatting to you about this movie night. You've been planning the movie night with them. So you've been planning what movie, you've both come to the same agreement as everyone would that The Princess Bride is the best movie of all time. And so that clearly has to be the movie that's shown. You've worked that out together. You've kind of had a bit of a, a look at the guest list. You've, you've worked out the pizza toppings together. So you can guarantee that there's going to be good pizza toppings here. You know that you're covered. You've thought about how to involve everyone. So they are the three parties that you've been invited to and who's invited you. Let's see how we go at this again. All right, so now, stand up if you're going to the pool party with the person who you work with or from your sports team that kind of is, uh, uh, like, you know them, an acquaintance, might be the adult word for it, uh, but not necessarily like a close mate. No one. Michael. Thanks, buddy. All right. The second party, the bowling party, which was already not very popular, but it's now somebody, <laughs> Anneli's in, I love it, Anneli's great, uh, uh, bowling, that's right, she doesn't care, it just wants to bowl, <laughs> um, and it's somebody that don't get on particularly well with, you're not sure about why you've even been invited, okay? The third party, it's your best friends. It's uh, the movie night with the pizzas. You've helped organise it. And so, all right, that's good. Sitting down, well done. I, I would very much agree with what you've all decided on. Uh, because, let's face it, if this party is the party for your best friend, in some ways it doesn't matter what your favourite thing is here, you're not necessarily going because of the activity, you're going because of the person. Now, if you're going to this movie night, and they, you know, in the, in the bit before they start the movie, they might play a few games, like Pass the Parcel or something like that, and you're like, oh, man, my best friend's parents are lame thinking of Pass the Parcel, 
We've got a game here that involves no skill whatsoever. How am I supposed to win this? Are you going to go, oh, because they're playing a lame game, I'm going to call my parents, get picked up and go home? No. You're not there for the games that are playing. You're there for your friend. Uh, if there's some music playing as people arrive, you're like, I don't really know these songs. I don't really like these songs. That's not going to stop you from being there and having fun because this is about your best friend. If they run out of pizza, if the bully from the bowling party turns up at the party, if somebody says something mean or unkind to you at the party, that, none of that's good, right? We don't want those things to happen. But you're at the party because it's your friend's party and you want to be there for them. And so it doesn't matter if the bully turns up. It doesn't matter if pizza runs out. It doesn't matter if the music's not to your taste. It doesn't matter if someone says somebody, something mean to you because it's about your friend. Here it comes. This is like church. We're not here for ourselves. We come to church for God. God has made church. He has designed church. It's his, and he invites us to come to it, to come to this together for him. Church is about coming together for God, to worship him together as his people, right? This is what church is. Church is an expression that we are God's people. And so we come together to be that. We come together to praise him, to glorify him, to lift his name. That's what we're doing at church. And you know what? At times, it might not always be how we like it. At church, there might be songs that don't necessarily appeal to us, that aren't necessarily to our taste. So many churches have split over things like music. Maybe there's somebody who comes to church that you find a little bit difficult to talk to. Maybe there's somebody who's really different to you, and it just sometimes, when you're in a conversation with that person, it just feels a little bit awkward. And you're like, oh, I don't like this. But that's not what we're here for. We're here because we are all gods. Should these things stop us from coming together as God's people? No. We gather together as church for God's glory. We gather an ex expression of who we are, already shared in communion, to be able to say, this is what unites us. This is what binds us. It's not the fact that we are all parents, because we aren't. It's not the fact that we all even live in this area, because we don't. It's not the fact that we all look the same or have the same interests, because we don't. What brings us together, what makes us church, is that we come together for God, for His glory, to hear from Him and to grow in our knowledge of Him. If we are doing this right, there will be differences and diversity. Something I read this week expressed it like this. 
The diversity of the local church should mirror heaven. I've been reading through Revelation. It talks about many nations, many people, many languages. Heaven is going to be extraordinarily diverse. And our expression should be similar. And that should speak to our world which is all about kind of finding like-minded people who we get along with, kind of creating smaller and smaller circles of people who we can connect with. We divide on cultural lines, political lines, economic, social backgrounds. And at church, we come together and we just all mix in and we mash together as God's people. Our diversity should speak to our world that there's something different about this community. There's something different that brings us together. I think I shared this one with some of you, but I actually heard of a church uh, back in Sydney uh, in New South Wales, which actually built into uh, their DNA of who they are, that at every church service, there should be an element of a shared discomfort. What they are shooting for is that every single person who comes at some point is going to feel uncomfortable. Isn't that an interesting, isn't that an interesting aim? Because this church was a multi-ethnic church. And so they had different people who spoke different languages coming together. Sometimes they would sing songs in Mandarin. And sometimes they would sing songs in English. They would have bits for the kids. And they'd have bits for the adults and the grown-ups. And there'll be times when you would feel, this isn't for me. I'm not connecting right now. This moment of church doesn't really resonate with me. And their point is, good. Good. Praise God. Because church isn't about you. Church is about God and us coming together as his people. And so maybe in that moment where you're feeling uncomfortable, pray and praise God that this is connecting with somebody else in a way that it's not connecting with you. Uh, I shared this uh, with uh, a growth group just last week. Uh, my ideal for preaching in terms of my load as your pastor at church is I would like to move towards, in time, speaking about 50% of Sundays. Currently... I'm about 75%, um, and that's partly, I'm still new, you're still getting to know me, you've had like nine months, 12 months without a pastor, and I want to be able to help carry some of that load at the moment, but my goal, my aim, is to kind of be here and speaking in front of you 50% of the time, and that's because, uh, two reasons, one is, even at a church of, sorry? <laughs> has nothing to do with that, fortunately. It's not about my pay. You're very generous, and I'm very thankful to you all. Um, it's about the fact that even a church of this size, we have been given different gifts to build up the body. We have been, that's what it says in the Bible. We've all been different, given different gifts. To assume that I'm the only person in the room that's been given the gift of teaching, I think is a bit naive and a bit short-sighted. I think there could be other people here who have the gift 
of teaching and I want to provide an opportunity for them to be able to use the gift that God has given them. The other reason is I'm aware that my st- I have a style and hopefully my style will connect with 80% of you, hopefully, if, if, if things are going well, hopefully 80% of you enjoy my style of preaching. But the reality of that is that then 20% might not love my style. And that's, and that's okay, as long as there's that diversity of people who are given this spot to be able to speak. So that 20% might have somebody else that comes that really connects with them, that they resonate with, that just gets them in a way which I don't. And so when we have somebody that comes and speaks, and they might not necessarily be your cup of tea, they might not necessarily speak to you or connect with you, praise God and pray that they are connecting with somebody else. Because I don't know if I can emphasise this enough, church isn't about you. Church is about God. It's about us coming together as his people to honour him, to worship him, to glorify him. Now, I want to be clear. My hope is that as we come to church, that we do have moments where we feel connected. We do have moments where we feel God speaks to us. We do have moments where we're able to learn and grow. This is my great hope for church, that there is this diversity and that we are all sharing together as God's people. Last week during my sermon, I mentioned how glad I am that we have babies that are part of the community and the noises they bring and everything that they are. And I love that they're here. And equally, I love that we have some seasoned saints among us who have walked the journey longer than me than many of us, who have gone through many different seasons. They've gone through the highs and the lows of the Christian faith. They have children that are grown up. They bring richness with them. I'm so thankful that we have this diversity where we are not this homogenous unit of just all parents, that we have a mix of people who come from different backgrounds. We have single people amongst us and with us. I am so thankful that we are diverse and I want you to know that we have this and that I'm thankful that I want us to be thankful, to be able to see that, to be able to give thanks to God for those people that are different to us. What I'm trying to say today is I'm just trying to shift our focus from the why. I began with that statement by... uh, that author, K.A. Smith, about the fact that we don't really get what we're doing. And so we kind of come, we sing songs, we hear a message and we leave. I want us to remember that as we come to church, my hope is there's, there's things that we go, I love that. I love movie and pizza nights and I want to come and be part of it for that. But more than that, I love it because I love coming together for God. I love coming together to worship him And I love coming together as a diverse community of his believers to praise him, to lift him up, to encourage one another, to try and build and grow his church. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the gift of church. 
We thank you that it's something that you have made, it's something that you have created and you have invited us to come and be part of. You invited us to come and be part of this thing, which is primarily about you. It's about gathering for you. It's about gathering to sing your praises, to hear your word, to pray for one another. It's about gathering together to be your people. It's about us coming together to be reminded of who we are as individuals and as a community, to come together to encourage and inspire one another to love and good deeds. Amen.